1: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. This is the show where I, Eeyore, (laughs) um, yeah, this is Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Dineen, uh, come together once a week. We sit down. And in front of us on a big platter, we have a topic. Yeah. And we take that topic and we come up with ideas on ways to get filthy, stinking rich. Yep. And uh, we don't ask for anything for this. We put it out on the airwaves for you, the listeners, to take and do with what you want. Mm -hmm. No one-size-fits-all BS here. No. We're not follow our plan. We're like, follow your own plan. Just use our ideas. Then, when you're rolling around in a gutter full of cash, and you're thinking, man, the old days, right? Yep. And you go, I remember what set me off on this path, this path to wealth and happiness. And it was Josh and Noel from Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Mm -hmm. And at that point,
0: Noel, at that point, what are they going to do? They're going to reach into their pockets to give us 10% of everything they made. That's it. Tithe us. We're not like some uh, Campbell's soup can with a recipe on it that makes you buy the soup. That's right. And then try out the recipe. Yeah, no. We give you the recipe, and if you like it, buy the soup. Exactly. I don't quite know how that works. Yeah. Because you need
1: the soup to make the recipe usually in those recipes. Uh Uh-huh. But I like your. I guess I like your uh, uh, metaphor. There, you love it. (laughs) We're like a can (laughs) of soup with a recipe. Yeah, and you just take the recipe, but you don't take the soup. Yeah, and so you have a recipe that you can't cook. Someone can (laughs) with a can of soup. Yeah, (laughs) the person with the soup can. But maybe it's like a singles thing. You take the recipe, leave the soup without the recipe. Someone buys the soup, and it's like, oh, my God, there's no recipe on here. And then you put in a misconnections Mm-hmm. Soup without recipe. Recipe without soup. Let's meet somewhere in the middle. Sure. And have a meal.
0: You can, I soup. What? You can, I soup. I don't get it. You yeah you can you can I soup <laughs> what that? soup can
1: it still didn't make any sense perfect sense no no I refuse to let you get away with this any longer <laughs> anyway not... um I haven't seen Noel all week that's actually not true yeah not true we got Big together liar. we got together I think we talked about it on the show we we mentioned we were gonna yeah we finally went out and we got we went to uh, Bear Burger Yep. You know, we will give you a, a a short restaurant review of Bear Burger. Sure. In this, you know, and we had, finally had the Impossible Burger. And uh, on top of that, it was a double date. So we went out for beers afterward. Mm-hmm. The wife and I met uh, Noel's new, uh, new uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lady friend? Yeah, okay, we'll go with lady friend. That wasn't what I was looking for, but I'll take it um Noel's new lady friend who's absolutely lovely if you get a chance to meet her you won't you won't regret it and uh <laughs> and uh uh, uh, uh uh we had impossible burgers which i think the consensus was yeah that bear burger overcooked the impossible burgers yeah i think so yeah um for those of you that have been following our impossible burger odyssey up to now impossible burgers are a meatless a uh, uh, vegan burger that, because of the use of heme, heme, which is the same thing in hemoglobin in blood in human blood, uh, that gives you basically a, a lot of that meaty taste that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. They cr- it's found in vegetables as well in very small dosages, but they figured out a way to recreate it, uh-huh. uh, uh, making their own heme. From organic plant material uh, and infusing it in these, you know, wheat gluten and fucking uh, pea protein burgers, Mm -hmm. uh, you can have a burger that supposedly tastes like a medium rare or medium burger. But the problem with Bear Burger is, as you pointed out, apparently they cook all of their meats to well done, and uh that includes the impossible burger. Mm-hmm. So all of the stuff was sort of cooked out of it. So it was sort of a weirdly textural uh sort of meat-like experience. I mean I've had worse definitely had way worse uh, uh 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 vegetable burgers, but it did not seem like the miracle burger for meat eaters that that they were uh that it
0: was being touted as. Well, I I'll say this about it. I think if um if I were given it and didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. my first thought would not be, this isn't meat. Right. But it would be, this is a really bad fast food burger. It, it would be, it's not the best. Yeah. You know, but it wouldn't be, what is this I'm eating? That's true.
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. They had the texture kind of right. Mm-hmm. It was just that the flavor was sort of off. Yeah. And I'm, and, and so we, we still have to go and have it maybe at uh, Nishi, where they'll cook it to like a medium rare. Okay for lunch one day, but you don't ever have time for lunch ever. <laughs> ever, cuz you're a working man, I'm not. I'm a bum. You're a I'm a bum. Yep. But then afterwards we went to a fine little establishment called Beer Zar. We went to Beer Zar. and had some delicious beers. Yeah. And uh we chatted and had a nice time and watched them uh make a little tapas at uh behind the thing, which we didn't eat. Nope, we didn't have any of their tapas. But uh yeah, and surprisingly, that little story segs us right into our topic for the day, Noel, which is... Which is
0: beer. That's right. How you. to get rich with it. hmm How to rise to the top of society like foam. Yeah.
1: Like the gas departing the body of the beverage. Yep. Rising to the top. How to burp your way to the top. Yeah! I could I could do that. If there was money in burping...
0: Hmm.
1: I could make some money. So it's one. I can't do it on call, but uh, when I burp, oh. okay, when I burp, it's a, it's something to behold. Yeah. So you're kind of an amateur then. I don't know what you're talking about. I people, feel like a like a real pro could just knock one who, out. Who force burps? Yeah, they don't sound like burps. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like a li- that's sad. That was pretty good. Sad. <laughs> pretty good. A little pop. Uh, oh, oh, oh it sounds like you're gonna throw up. Nah, I'm just burping over here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't mind me. Yeah. I'm just burping just, over here. Just hanging out and burping. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, you know, I have a beer story okay. besides the one that we told. All right. Just now. I'm surprised you don't have tons of beer stories. Yeah. Cause, you know, you grew up in Canada mm mm-hmm. they drink a lot of beer you went to college in canada yeah they You like, must have you must have been swilling Labatt's blue and Moosehead, and what's the other one what's the other uh, uh what's the
0: other one there's hundreds molson of them. The,
1: the 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 ones the big ones that we know over
0: here yeah. from canada well here are the 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 ones you get here are golden blue and canadian what's golden molson golden oh molson golden okay. uh and all oh right canadian those are all like kind of the garbage beers in canada of course they are you know that's like p- the, the,
1: when i was in london i was surprised at how many people loved budweiser mm-hmm. um and and it was really expensive there obviously cuz it's an import um uh uh but you know we would go to some pubs and it was like there were some delicious beers there and they were like yeah those are garbage beers <laughs> But Budweiser, that's the shit. Ugh. It's like over here. What's the other one? Stellar is like a big deal over here. Uh-huh. And that's like in in London. That's they call that the wife beater beer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's like it's it's they just chug that stuff like piss. And I don't, that's not a that's not a good combination. No, you no. chug it like piss, yeah. right? <laughs> 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 yeah. they chug it. They 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 just down it. It's super cheap over there. And, and you know, anyone who's a little bit posh, who f- fancies themselves a little bit educated, they don't drink Stella. Okay. But here, we love Stella. Supports, you know, uh, film festivals and, you know, mm. it's just funny. Well, in England, they have that whole real ale movement. <clears throat> is that a movement now? Yeah. Or, I mean, is that a movement? Yeah. I didn't know if it was ever
0: not a movement. I never heard of it. It's a movement to have, it, it's basically like a micro-brew movement of real ales as opposed to corporate pubs that serve their own beer. A lot of the pubs there are owned by breweries that right. serve their own beer. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. The English are upset about that.
1: Are they? Yeah. Some of them are. Not all mm-hmm. of them. That's I feel like that the I feel like the breweries owning their own pubs has been a thing for a long time. Sure. Brew pub. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> i think it's different over there okay as as opposed to here because mm-hmm. the main they own pubs in every city in every town Yeah, chain chains of them basically yeah but they make them look like their uh local local yeah <clears throat> but then they only carry their beers so if you're someone who only likes uh Guinness, for instance, mm-hmm. although I don't think they have their own pubs over there, but it's the only thing that can pop in my head for some reason. You can only have Guinness products in a Guinness pub. Mm-hmm. could be worse. Yeah. could be worse. All right, then. <laughs> 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 Oof.
0: Um, Noel. Yeah. Beer. Beer, guys. How are we going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now. So, you know... As you're all well aware, beer dates back to 5,000 B.C., ancient Mesopotamia, and the Egyptians drank it, made it, loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was extremely useful to them in uh, providing the people of Earth with a fluid that was less likely to kill them than the drinking water of the day. Uh, also gave them a lot of nutrients. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, it is the world's third most popular beverage after water and tea lots of people think beer is bad for you but that's not true right contains protein contains vitamin b it's rich in flavonoids it has uh xanthohumol which is an antioxidant that prevents cancer particularly prostate cancer as six really yep
1: and is this just like I mean, does that include like the big mass produced beers or are these are we talking about beers that are that are sort of like left to their own devices? I'm sure
0: the meatier the beer, the more of all the stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh yeah. If if you want maximum xanthocumol, I wouldn't reach for a light bud light. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Uh it has B six uh-huh. prevents heart disease and buildup of cholesterol and plaque in your arteries. Increases bone density. Helps control diabetes type two, which was in this thing I read. It seems way wrong, but I it's don't what believe it said. First thing I read said it helps control. I don't believe that type for two diabetes uh-huh. prevents anemia.
1: This Okay, so more and more, this is just sounding like you got this off of some uh,
0: website of an insane person. No, this was a very medical-looking website. Yeah, what was it called? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it lowers blood pressure, delays aging, uh-huh. increases the potency and e- effectiveness of vitamin E for somehow. Beer makes vitamin E work more efficiently in your body. Okay, I'm not believing any of this at this point. It prevents gallstones. Uh-huh. It uh, prevents dementia. Uh Uh-huh Boost good good cholesterol by 10 to 20 Uh percent I think a lot of these things are all related to the uh, It lowers cholesterol Sure Uh, It prevents the buildup of cholesterol So So it thins your blood somehow Yeah, but
1: cholesterol has nothing to do with dementia The plaque on your brain That's not cholesterol
0: Yeah, but plaque (laughs) It improves digestion (laughs) Uh Uh, Uh-huh Reduces kidney stone risk Uh Uh-huh has potassium and magnesium that is uh-huh. uh, useful in that mm. manner. Mm-hmm. It reduces stress and facilitates sleep. Uh huh. It promotes urination, <laughs> which is one no. of the things this thing said about it. Which <laughs> is like, yeah, it does do that. Uh-huh. I'm not, no one's arguing with that. <coughs> uh, it has soluble solu- soluble fibers. Does it really? Yep. Cleanses gastrointestinal tract. I'm just not buying this. You haven't woken up the day after having a bunch of beers and just really cleaned yourself out? The (laughs) only time that's ever happened, (laughs) there's a brand called
1: Genesee Cream Ale. Okay. And it was uh, when I was in Syracuse for the little bit of college I did. Uh Uh-huh. And they were affectionately known as Jenny Screamers. Okay. Because basically the next day you were on the toilet just cleaning yourself out. out, But painfully screaming the entire way. Getting rid of toxins, probably. <clears throat> oh, oh, sure. Why not? Build up, intestinal buildup yes, getting rid of Yes, Intestinal buildup
0: coming out. Uh there's a study in Austria that shows that beer increases mm-hmm. mental clarity. Uh they gave word problems to people who had a couple beers versus non alcoholic beers, and the beer drinkers did better. Can I just say, Yeah,
1: based on all this stuff that beer apparently does, mm-hmm. And then you throw in all the good that comes from marijuana. Uh-huh. All the people.
0: We're, we're building a super frat race. That were
1: drunk and stoned uh-huh. their whole life and were told that they were going to amount to nothing. Yeah. They're going to outlive everyone. Yeah. They're going to live forever. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. British study last year mm-hmm. shows it is a better painkiller than acetaminophen. I need numbers. It, I don't that, believe you. I didn't jot down the numbers. It had numbers. The study I saw had numbers. I, I was actually looking at scientific sites. Uh-huh. Um, two years ago, it came out that the water in Flint, Michigan, is contaminated with lead. hmm Also two years ago, the town of Zalik, Slovenia, approved a public beer fountain to attract tourists. Mm-hmm. So I got thinking about all this. You know, beer is pretty good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the ancient Mesopotamians, Sumerians, Egyptians, they uh, drank beer because it was less likely to kill them than the drinking water of the day. Mm-hmm. So, dear listener, this is what you're going to do. You are going to go to Michigan and other places, other places with bad pipes. Mm-hmm and you are going to pipe in beer and they're going to all drink beer mm-hmm. out of every the, the kids they'll 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 have fiber they'll do better in mm-hmm. tests mm-hmm. they won't have to worry about lead poisoning mm-hmm. nope uh you know aspirin sales will go down true you, so you'll be taking on big aspirin you'll be a disruptor uh uh-huh. uh kidney stones a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Urination. It, it'll become a pastime. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, dementia, gone. See ya. Vitamin E, super efficient. Yeah. Uh, diabetes. Gone. Under control. Yeah. I
1: imagine a place like Flint, type 2 diabetes is a pretty powerful uh, thing. I would imagine.
0: Colon cancer? Oh. See ya. Who needs it? Yeah. Gone. And you will be saving... The poor people of Flint, Michigan, that now uh, can't drink their own water. And they've been cut off. The uh, state is not giving them water anymore. Yeah. Not bringing them bottled water anymore. Yeah. You know, they were buying themselves bottled water a year before this because they knew and didn't say anything about it. The
1: the government. The government of Flint? Yeah. Yes. I did know that. Scumbags. They are scumbags. Yeah. Were. Because they all got voted out, I believe. Yeah, I hope. But it still doesn't help Flint. Still hasn't helped Flint. But you know what will help Flint?
0: A beer on tap. Beer on tap. On every tap. Yep. Showering it. Good for the hair. Yeah. Everyone knows that, actually. It's going to totally promote... Uh, good for the skin. It's going to
1: totally promote tourism to a town that needs something to to start making getting some money into
0: it. Mm-hmm. You, don't wanna, you won't have to worry about what you're feeding your baby anymore. Because you know what it is. You know what it is. It's a beer. It's a beer. It's good for them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Was that the deep dive? That's the deep
1: dive. Wow. I mean, it was a deep dive uh-huh. into a shallow pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I liked that. I, you, I hadn't heard about the beer fountain. I love the idea of a beer fountain. Yeah. I would want that at my wedding
0: instead of a chocolate fountain. Have a beer fountain. You know what I couldn't figure out from the article though. Which one? The the one about the beer the fountain be- uh-huh. in Salix, Slov- yeah. Slovenia. If it was a like a water fountain uh-huh. or like a plaza fountain. What? I don't understand. Is it a, a like a, a fountain in a hallway in an office?
1: Well, if they're attracting tourism, I would think it's more like a plaza water
0: fountain. It could be like that. You know, like a or the, it could be a. You know, take well, a sip of water. That was in the sort park. of
1: that was a thought that I had. Maybe that maybe it was like you know, a fountain where it's like was intended to be drinking water or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it was unclear. Hmm. Either one though is pretty cool. Yeah. Just anytime you want a beer, you just hang out in the plaza. Yeah. And just drink from the fountain. I wouldn't want to drink from the fountain. That's like the big. Uh, uh beautiful fountain though. Why? Because I feel like they're recycling that beer. Like okay. if you don't drink all that beer, it's just going through that, you know, you know how those fountains work. Yeah. Right? They just they just recycle that water. Uh huh. People walk in it, dogs walk in it. Yeah. I would drink watch that their water feet. Yeah, after a that's hot what,
0: day exactly. Of exactly.
1: exactly. You wouldn't want to drink that beer. Or maybe you would. Yeah. You might. You might.
0: Maybe you find out your thing.
1: <clears throat> yeah. That was a deep dive, Noel Denine. Deep dive. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to sort of tag on to the first part of that. Okay. Because you're talking about the history of beer. Uh, I touched on, yeah. Yeah. Talking about touched on, I'm sorry. I wasn't specific enough for you. <laughs> 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 um, But you had mentioned about the fact uh, uh, <laughs> that it was <laughs> drunk by the Egyptians. Yeah. And... Uh, But the first written mention of beer were by the Sumerians, even further back than the Egyptians, going way back. The first written tablets in history, amongst them, uh, are reference to uh, the earliest human writings was a poem that was called a hymn to Ninkasi, and it is basically a sung poem that is the recipe for brewing beer. Awesome. And Ninkasi was one of the major gods of the Sumerians, and she was the goddess of beer. Ah. Period. And End grain? of story. Beer, period. Really? So that's you. you bring up that point, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, well, what about other gods of beer? And I found this whole list that was like, oh, all of the gods of beer. But what they really were were gods of grain. Yeah. But Ninkasi was the goddess of beer or the god of beer. To the idea that <clears throat> basically um uh that she that she was not just the god of brewing beer, mm-hmm. but she was actually when you drank beer, the best essence of Ninkasi was in the beer. Now, this was a thing. Apparently, in the olden days, women were the brewers. Mm -hmm. In ancient Egypt, beer was almost entirely brewed by women. Um, In Sumeria, beer was brewed by women. Okay. Um, And so it made sense that it was a female god that was the goddess, that was the god of beer. Um, And even in uh, 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 Germany, the nuns were often the brewers and or or brewsters, apparently is what female brewers are called. Uh-huh. Brewsters. Uh and it was a nun who discovered adding hops to beer. A German nun. Huh. Thought that was interesting little bit <laughs> of information. Okay. <laughs> Dive deep into that, my friend, with your double IPAs. <laughs> um <clears throat> but anyway, there's a long history Of women brewing beer. And somewhere along the line there, Mm -hmm. beer became a man thing. Uh, uh, Advertising pushed men drinking beer, drinking beer during sporting events, drinking beer. It's always guys standing by the grill drinking a beer. Women Mm -hmm. are always drinking, we're always drinking wine. Sure. Or wine coolers or... Rosé. Rosé. Or uh, you know, pick your pick whatever the popular feminine drink was of a of an era. Okay, <clears throat> but it was almost never beer for women in our lifetime. Somewhere along the line, the connection with women to beer, even though historically they were beer, like that, yeah, uh, <laughs> was separated. And in this day and age of of uh, 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 brew pubs and microbrews and artisanal. Brewing, it's almost entirely men. Okay. So many dudes doing it with their big beards. You just watch that uh you watch that uh, uh 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 Sam Adams commercials and the same fifteen people that they feature from the from the from the brewery over and over again. There's one woman. Okay. One woman. And she's in the office. She's not on the floor, she's not mashing the brew. <laughs> <laughs> bubbling the beer. Yeah. But there's an upstart group of women that are doing this. Oh really? Yeah. They're they're in the home brewing industry, more and more women are getting interested in brewing. Okay. And that's starting to bleed over into uh, the micro brewing industry. <clears throat> or or what is it? Not artisanal beers. What are they what are you what are you craft beers? The craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. Um but so this is my idea. This is the time of the woman. It's not a bad time to be a woman right now. In sure. In the course of history, particularly in this country, you're at the cusp. <clears throat> women are about to take over our government. Yeah. And I don't mean that like they're – but just the amount of women that are running for, for congressional seats and Senate, senatorial seats mm-hmm. uh, is like not, never before. Yeah. And many of them are going to win because they're young and they're new choices. Uh, uh, women are demanding equal pay for equal work uh the me too movement it is is taken off mm-hmm. and they're getting the women who have been uh, uh raped and abused are hopefully going to be getting the justice that they've deserved all this time yep. it is a good time to be a woman in the next 20 years it's going to be an amazing time to be a woman uh uh-huh. so you need to get in on this as a woman you know Danine, as a woman <laughs> you need to get on this in the ground floor this is what you're going to do okay You are going to open a brewery called Ninkasi, okay, named after the Sumerian goddess, and it's going to be an all-female brewery, Mm -hmm. and you are going to imbue it with the sacred rites of Ninkasi, and you are going to have Ninkasi festivals, which, as you can imagine, for the Sumerians, were chock full of drugs, Mm -hmm. uh, alcohol, and sex. Okay. I don't know about the drugs part, but we're going to throw that in. Okay. Uh, but alcohol and sex, and uh, you are going to start uh, the Ninkasi Brewery, and you are going to sell exclusively women-produced brews, uh, and you're going to market them only to women okay. to start off with, right? You got I mean, I think that's the way to go. You're going to take advantage of all that. Then you'll expand. You'll say, like, all right, you're allowed to buy our beers because mm-hmm. we're nice. We're good people. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to have your festivals. Um, you're going to sell all sorts of Ninkasi stuff and you're going to actually bring back the goddess Ninkasi in this process. Um, and so you're going to sell the brews, you're going to open up brew pubs, you're going to, uh, 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 basically take over the world of craft beer Mm -hmm. and the world in general all starting with the Ninkasi brewers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I
0: like it. Hashtag me brew. (laughs)
1: I think that's fantastic. Hashtag me brew. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Jewish ones can call hashtag Hebrew.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's still the men.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: I don't know. If they're orthodox, it would still be the men. Yeah, it's
1: true. (laughs) 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 Some things
0: will take a long time to change. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Get out there, ladies, and do it. Do it. (laughs) Get out there, ladies, and uh, (coughs) brew some beer. There's a lot of women in the world. There are.
1: And they want to support women. Yep. And they like to drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? Not me. I'm not crazy about it. I like it. I like beer. I know you do. You had quite a few on our night out. I had three. Oh, you (laughs) kept track, huh? Yeah, I had three beers. Yeah, so you think. (laughs) That's what you want us to
0: believe. Anyway, guys. (laughs) uh, Hey. Yeah? I... uh, I'm sure some of you guys sometimes wake up and you're just like, first thing you think of is, I would love to give some money to Josh and Noel to help them on their journey. Wow. Can I just say, Uh I love that you've changed it up a little bit, (laughs) but go ahead. All right. And so if that is you, if that Uh was today, if that was how you woke up this morning, what you need to do is go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the Sponsor button, pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn because we're not greedy. A little bit. If you want to support the station and and not us, it might make us cry. I mean, I can't
1: understand why you would be listening to our show and not want to support us. Good point. But, you know, if you're hate listening... Like that's
0: <laughs> that's true. That They're, was like you know that was yeah. a
1: big part of Howard Stern's success was yeah. that he had more people listening to him because they hated him, yeah, and they just wanted to hear what he would say so they could get irate about it. Sure, uh, than he did actual fans yeah. for a while. I'm there. sure there's you know liberals that listen to Rush Limbaugh. Why do you think? Why do you think that uh, Donald Trump has so many Twitter followers? <sighs>
0: A solid f- Russian bots. <laughs>
1: well, but a solid fifty percent of them are people who are waiting to hear what he says so they can scream at him.
0: Yeah. You know. That's true. <clears throat> so if you're like that with us, you can go to uh radiofreebrooklyn.com and hit the uh, pledge button, pledge an amount, all that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, none of it goes to us, and uh you get a tax break and you've become yeah. a better person. You have. You have you have washed away the sins of yesterday. With the good deeds of today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're changing the world.
1: And what sins would those be? Would they be like the sins of drinking?
0: They could be. Uh Uh-huh. They could be uh, murder. Wow.
1: (laughs) As much as I would love that someone could wash away their sins, I don't know
0: of donating
1: a few bucks To uh, Radio Free Brooklyn and us is going to cleanse them of that sin.
0: It can't hurt. You guys, let's do an experiment. They're
1: 10% tie though. That would cleanse them of that sin. That sure
0: would. That would would be a lot of money. That's where our real money comes in, guys. Yeah, exactly. Your real money, Where's that come in? Well, it comes in from all over the place. This is like a one-two punch we got here. We got a topic. With that topic, we give you so many ways to get... Oh, so rich. (laughs) We also say, not enough, not enough, we're not satisfied until you're super rich. So we take another topic, and we put it in the show for you to get even more rich. Huh. Huh. So Mr. Josh, please take it away. The
1: Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free
0: Brooklyn. Most get-rich-quick schemes fail. However, through knowledge, special talents, or lucky circumstances, you can definitely make a fortune in a short space of time. Bull riding. This sport is probably the most dangerous one out there. But if you're strong, well-balanced, and fearless, it could make you a fortune in no time. In Madison Square Garden in 2017, the professional bull riders organization offered over $100,000 to whoever could rank up enough points and ride a bull for the longest time. 19-year-old Jess Lockwood felt up to the challenge. After riding his bull for a total of 32 seconds, split between four eight-second rides, Lockwood won $117,000. There
1: you go, guys. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of... 32 seconds better spend. No. <laughs> Four eight-second increments. What does that work out to
0: what you're making an hour?
1: I know. Well, think about it, right? 32 seconds. I mean, let's round it down to 30 seconds just to make it easy. So that's yeah. 200 grand a minute. Yeah. Right? So 200 grand a minute, 60 minutes in an hour. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know, I can't even you're figure that. You're making cake, guys. That's $2 cake. million dollars an yeah. hour. Or, sorry, $12 million an hour. Yeah. Uh Times eight yeah. is ninety six million dollars for an eight hour day. Come on.
0: I mean who where else can you on. tune in and get that kind of money? You could work a four hour gig <laughs> and retire. Yeah.
1: You I'm just, just saying lazy. <laughs> that's right. I'm saying you ha- that's an option. Yeah. So clearly, bull riding four or five hours a day. Mm-hmm. If you can do an eight hour day of bull riding. Yeah. Take 40 weekends even. I don't know. I feel like if you do one eight-hour day of bull riding, yeah. make $96 million, uh, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like you really don't have to work ever again.
0: Huh. <laughs> and, and you know what? What? You would be set up in a fantastic position mm-hmm. to be in beer ads. That's true. You make a good point with you that. You really would. Yeah. You, if you got a little charisma behind you mm-hmm. and not just good at hanging on horses. Bulls. Bulls. Yeah, I don't think you get as much
1: for riding horses. No. Probably get like maybe 25K. A second. For 32 <laughs> seconds of 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 horse riding. Yeah. yeah.
0: A buck and bronco? I don't know. Those things
1: are... Uh... I didn't hear. I look. I found a story about riding a bull and making that much money. Couldn't find any stories about riding a horse and making that much okay, money.
0: Okay, fair enough. I I went to that uh, the bull riding competition uh, and the prison Garden, rodeo a few years ago. No, it's not a prison thing.
1: Oh, you didn't do a pre I thought you went to a prison rodeo when you were
0: in prison. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think if you're uh, thinking of that movie with uh, Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder. I, I love that movie. Stir what is it? Stir crazy. Stir crazy. Yeah. It's a yeah. great
1: movie. But I was not thinking of that. I was thinking about your time in the joint. And uh Really? Tell me all about it, Josh.
0: And <laughs> I seem to forget these things sometimes. You know,
1: you were in you were in Texas. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you had to pull that one up from the depths, the prep to get that one out the little pops that if you listen, there are like four or five little like more quiet like pops that happened uh-huh. that was all coming from Noel's uh esophagus, yeah, as he was pulling up that belch from yeah. the nether regions, um, yeah, but anyway, so you went and saw the rodeo in okay. Madison square garden, ah, uh, and what back happened to me now,
0: yeah. What happened? <laughs> Did you have a beer there? It was a good old time. Yeah. Was it? What happened there? Um. Well, we uh, we watched the rodeo. Who's with Uh. I was with a bunch of people. Uh huh. And it was kind of funny, actually. Well, not funny, but it was kind of like oof. But it it is, you know, a big TV <clears throat> event. This rodeo. Is it? Yeah. On it is. what channel? I don't know, but whatever it is, is more of a redneck channel than uh, Midtown New York. <laughs> Because <laughs> the dude who was like the MC of it uh-huh. kept making very uh kind of like homophobic jokes and stuff really? like that. And we're uh-huh. all just like, does this dude realize he's in New York? <laughs> like <laughs> That's crazy. But I guess, you know, probably most of their viewers aren't in New York.
1: No, I would imagine not.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um
1: you ever thought about being a rodeo clown?
0: Um it's occurred to me. I was I was going to be the first rodeo improviser clown. Cuz that's what I think I think that's a good call cuz I think
1: that's what uh rodeo clowns are missing. Yeah. This is the improv element. Is the improv. Element. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those rodeo clowns, they're crazy. They're the
0: dudes who are uh getting killed. Oh. And I don't think they make a lot of money. I'm sure not. They probably get paid in meth. <laughs> it they, it was crazy the stuff they were doing. Uh huh. Like. They, they basically the dude gets on the bull. Yeah. And rides it and falls off. Mm-hmm. And all these clowns try to get the bull to chase them. Yeah. Their and job is to save the rider. They get under the bull and stuff like that. it's like, man, they're the ones really. It, it seems like it's more dangerous being them than the rider.
1: Yes, it is probably the most dangerous job overall. I mean, I remember I went to a rodeo when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, and it may have been the prison rodeo you were in. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> okay. But I remember seeing one of the riders get tossed up in the air uh-huh. by the bull. Like, so the, you know, they the, the the reason they have to do it is because when the rider falls off, he's essentially right next to the bull usually, mm-hmm. and the bull is like keyed in on him, and so the, the 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 job of the clowns is to distract the bull and get him away, because the rider is completely defenseless when he's laying there on his ass after falling 15 feet onto his back. Um, but the clowns did not get to this bull fast enough, or the bull didn't care, and the bull just got the horns underneath the guy. Didn't, they didn't gouge him, oh, okay. from what I could okay, tell, good. but just threw him up in the air Ooh. like a ragdoll, and then he fell back down, and then the bull kicked him with the hind legs and shot him like, you know, 10, 15 feet behind him. Uh It was crazy. And then the clowns like got the bull to follow them. And, you know, people had to run out and drag this guy off because this was ages ago. And it was now they all wear a lot of them wear protective vests. And, and, you know, even some of these guys, it's interesting, they'll wear helmets with like face plates on them. Uh huh. Um, but this was like just cowboys in cowboy clothes. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's dangerous. But, you know, again, you do it because you're making $100,000 every 30 seconds. Every 30 seconds. It's not a bad gig. No, it's not. Anyway, Noel. I got another uh, not-too-bad gig. got to drink a lot of beer to get through that pain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Better than benefit.
1: Is it necessarily a good thing uh, for it to promote urine when you're pissing blood? Yeah, you want to piss that blood out. Is that what you want? You want to clear the pipe. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yep. <laughs> we should do, I think we should do a secondary show uh-huh. called Dr. Noel in the House. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it'll be sort of like the love show that had like Dr. Drew mm-hmm. and and, and I'll lime. be the sidekick, right? And I'll take the phone calls and lead people in and then right. you give the medical advice. Okay. That's, I think that'll work.
0: Um, yeah. Yep pretty much what we got going here. Yeah, exactly. You are Adam Controller. All right, go ahead. Okay, you guys. About five years ago, I spilled a cup of coffee right on my uh, laptop and destroyed it. Uh-oh. It was devastating. It was a pretty brand new laptop. Uh, And I know lots of people that this has happened to. It's horrible. You ever done that? Not with coffee. Ugh.
1: But I actually had a similar thing happen where it was like, I think it was a glass of wine, actually. Okay. Deb poured it all over her brand new laptop. Yeah. And we
0: ended up having to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get the keyboard replaced. Yeah. Well, I could see how that could happen with wine, too. Uh, <coughs> so, it, you know, this is a major cost to big companies having, you know, fluids, particularly coffee, uh, spilt in computers, in uh, lab situations mm-hmm. and all over the place, right? That's why there's no no liquids allowed in the uh, Radio Free Brooklyn studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more sensitive or clean the workplace is, the higher the cost. And yeah, let me tell you something. It happened so fast. It was there was no stopping this coffee. In it, it, it was so fast. It was mm-hmm. just like everything's fine, everything's ruined, mm-hmm. like that. Is beer good for that? Does it help absorb the coffee? In 2013, researchers released a paper, Fluid Dynamics, titled, Walking with Coffee, Why Does It Spill? Mm. Turns out coffee's viscosity. Heat, cup shape makes coffee so spillable. Then I saw an article about another paper, paper the same team released two years after this initial study. The article was called, Physics explains why coffee is more prone to spills than beer. Oh, boy. Well, it turns out the foam on beer muffles the sloshing of the liquid. Mm -hmm. Researchers used high-speed cameras to record the waves of motion that rocked through the surface of coffee, amber beer, and Guinness. The more foam present, the more energy was absorbed, and the less Sloshing occurred. Hmm. Guinness won the, of all the three. It's got the the thickest head, I bet. Thickest head. Right, exactly. But the results were dramatic, no matter who the winner. Uh-huh. So, dear listener, this is what you're going to do. You're going to outfit workplaces with beer as opposed to coffee <laughs> to save money and damages. And this is especially workplaces where spills are. Are extra costly Mm-hmm. places like operating rooms, mm-hmm. NASA, mm-hmm. CERN. Mm-hmm. Uh, is CERN the that European? CERN is the ones who developed the uh, uh, uh,
1: the thing that made antimatter. Yeah. Yes, but they are a
0: European uh, group. Okay, so all of these high tech Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to where they're working on prototypes of the next self-driving car. Mm-hmm. Wh- wh- where they are manufacturing the meatless meat of the future. hmm Anywhere where a spill would be disastrous and you're going to replace their coffee with beer, preferably beer with a good head. Mm-hmm. That will absorb all the energy of sloshing so that nothing spills. We, we wouldn't have to worry. If, if Deb were drinking a, a Guinness instead of a glass of wine, mm-hmm. she'd still be using that computer today. She'd still have been drunk. If, if And I she would have knocked the glass of beer over on the had keyboard. Had been drinking a, a great big stein of Oktoberfest of, of mm-hmm. uh-huh. beer uh-huh. instead of a cup of coffee that uh-huh. morning? I'd still have that computer
1: today. Okay, so this is all I'm going to say. Okay, in response to this. So, uh, well, so question. So again, just remind me. Okay, the reason is 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 the is the energy absorbed by the foam. The foam. The foam. It absorbs the energy okay.
0: of the slosh. Okay. So can I say I'm going to say one word to you? It better not be latte or, <laughs> you. because that's no good. That's not acceptable answer. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say cappuccino no but yeah. why show me where i get a big can of cappuccino huh show me where you, i put a cappuccino on tap dude you you're ridiculous wait, wait. ridiculous that is what? a <laughs> amateur answer that, uh-huh. that, that'll never fly uh-huh, uh-huh. never yeah <laughs> i like that not in the hustle and bustle of these environments we're what? talking operating rooms nasa well, operating rooms who's drinking coffee in an operating doctors room? they're not well, because well, they're afraid they're going to spill coffee in patience. Y- yes, they are. Well, d- worry no more because they're going to have a big old Stein of beer. No, they're not going to have a big old Stein of beer either. And you're going to help them do it and you're going to make a lot of money doing it. Um are going to outfit uh-huh. the offices of tomorrow. With cappuccino Today? machines. No, No, dude. Who has time for that crap? Beer. Uh-huh. Or lattes. Come on. You're being ridiculous. (laughs) That is ridiculous. (laughs) Who... uh, Whatever, dude. I
1: like that you thought as part of your plan Uh that I was going to suggest cappuccino or latte. (laughs) The fact that you you knew that that was coming, you prepared that as part of your argument. The best part of it was not only did you prepare it as part of your argument... You didn't really have an argument against it. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> other
0: than I, I thought I made other myself Other than perfect. That's ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what science, dude? Uh-huh. These are two papers that we're yeah, talked about here. I know. I gotcha. <laughs> Whatever. You're like a climate change denier. <laughs> That's exactly what you are. Cli- I'm like a flat earther? Yeah. I'm like a climate change denier. Uh, Do you want to know what what my uh, other one I didn't research would have been? Yeah. This isn't as good, though. It's not as much money as selling beer to NASA. (laughs) But uh, it would have been very near in the future. Mm -hmm. Driving is a thing of the past. It's all self-driving, everything. Uh, And uh, all these articles I read about how You know, person crashed their car and still opened up another beer when the ambulance got there because they were drunk driving and all that. That's going to be a thing of the past very soon. Mm -hmm. So they make uh, uh, in-car kegerators. Oh, there you go. That's a great idea. It's not as good as as selling beer to NASA, dude. It's better. Dude, do you know how much beer you could sell if all these high-tech labs switched, switched, and bought your beer instead of that dirt coffee.
1: Well, so this is what I'm going to say. Okay. Speaking of selling beers to NASA. Okay. Sigs beautifully into my next idea. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know if you read about this. All right. But apparently, so they don't have carbonated beverages on any space flight. Oh. Because apparently- there's problems with the bubbles. Okay. Right. Sure. Apparently, uh, carbonated beverages, the gas does not s- s- separate from the liquid. Mm-hmm. So it and it actually so, you crack open a beer, you pour it out, the gas starts to bubble up. That creates the foam. Uh-huh. Right. The gas separates from the liquid and starts to rise. Uh-huh. Because of the nature of anti gravity. It all stays in a bubble. Yeah. All the gas, all the thing. So when they drink carbonated beverages, they have what they refer to as wet burps. Ooh, which nice. is super unpleasant. Okay. Apparently. So they don't have soda. It's, you know, that's why it's shit, it's water and it's aren't it's juices and things like that. Um, but apparently, <clears throat> there's a story that went around that that sometime back on on one of the space missions, uh, uh, some beers were snuck on board. Ah, sure, of course. And everyone had some beer, uh-huh. and the entire crew got drunk Okay, <laughs> while operating space stuff. But um, I thought that was really interesting, and I was like, well, what about the idea of uh, beer in space? And I was uh, 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 looking through stuff, and, and I saw that Anheuser-Busch has announced that... It is uh, working with the Center for Advancement of Science in Space and sent up barley seeds and all sorts of beer ingredients to see to the International Space Station to see how it's going to react in space. And as Bush has said, that they want to open the first brewery on Mars. Sure. When it, when it happens. And they've already apparently got a deal with SpaceX that when SpaceX goes to Mars... They're going to have a whole bunch of brewing equipment on there mm-hmm. to uh, start brewing beer on Mars to see how that would work. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Then I was looking, I got into, uh, there's an Indiegogo campaign that just started mm-hmm. by a uh, <clears throat> a Australian brewery called Four Pines uh, in conjunction with a uh, uh, space design company. Um, and they are looking for a million dollars to fund the making of a beer that can be drunk in outer space. Special bottle design, mm-hmm. particular uh, uh, type of beer. Um, it's called Vostok, which is named after Vostok Stout. They've okay. already developed much of this. They now just need the money to start actually making it. Uh, I thought it was really interesting because they have uh, their Indiegogo campaign is for ninety bucks you will get a bottle, okay, um, which is a pretty cool beer bottle. It's made out of stainless steel and glass, and it's actually got a cup that's part of it. Uh huh. And uh, it's kind of a collector's item. Um, And uh, uh, for ninety bucks you get the bottle. If you give twenty thousand dollars. Uh, you will actually get to go on one of their test flights where they do zero-gravity testing. Oh, cool. And they drink. They will use the bottle and see how it works. Um, they've done multiple testing, zero-gravity testing, to just see, try to have a sense of the effect of, of alcohol on the body because things change. Uh-huh. Uh, how it tastes because your taste buds deaden while you're in space, your tongue swells up, there's a lot of inflammation, so you don't. You, things need to be a stronger taste. Okay. Um, So they've created, but their idea was very soon people are going to be traveling throughout space, right? And how can you travel, take a flight anywhere, and not be able to have a cocktail? So they want to be the people that provide beer on planes. Well, I thought, let's take that a step further. If we're talking about how to drink cocktails in space, we're talking about Anheuser-Busch, building a brewery on Mars, then as we go to other planets, there are going to be more breweries opening up. Mm-hmm. And what happens when breweries open up? they are bars. And what do people love to do at bars? Bronco riding. Close. <laughs> Beer crawls. Okay, yeah. So my idea is you are going to start the first Interplanetary beer crawl <laughs> you're going to charge I mean because you got to think about how long this is going to take. Oh yeah, right So you're going to charge 10 million dollars uh-huh. per person. Uh, there it's going to be a lot of like you know cryogenic suspension and uh-huh. stuff like that because it's going to take you in times 40, 50 years to get from one planet to another possibly. People are going to live forever, but they are going to get to taste a beer. On every planet that we have a a colony on Uh and have a great time. And then on the last planet, when they're like five, six hundred years old, they'll have their last beer and you'll kill them. Okay. And uh, there you go. Interplanetary beer crawls.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, one thing I think that you should add into that Uh is some sort of device that when they're cryogenically frozen, going mm-hmm. from planet to planet, mm-hmm. uh, it keeps their alcohol level at where it is, so that as they do this pub they're crawl, getting they're getting drunker. That's a good point. Yeah, or at least maybe before it wakes them up, it zaps them up to the same point they were.
1: Yeah, I imagine that would happen, right? If they're cryogenically frozen, um, nothing's flowing through their system, so they're just there. They'll wake up with a solid buzz on. Okay, you know. And, you know, you could also, you know, when you land and they have to assimilate, you can just start getting them tanked right there. Yeah, that's true. You know. But there you go. Interplanetary uh, 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 bar crawl. Yeah. Have a a SantaCon. Oh, it would be
0: great to get them all off this planet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sure would. Fucking assholes. (laughs) Hey, if you got a wanna reach Josh about uh organizing a SantaCon, you can uh, get him on Twitter at GRQ Josh Uh you can email him at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com you can Get him on Facebook. It's Facebook slash GRQ Josh You can go on iTunes or any of your Android apps and subscribe, rate and review. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you. Tune in Saturday nights at eight o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else and uh Get there early. Listen to art scene. Stick around a little late. Listen to it's all nice on ice. About this time, guys, you got a lot of money in your pocket. Uh, you got to do something with it. So Josh can tell you what to do. Send that money. <laughs> a vacuum cleaner inlaid with Swarovski crystals. Have you ever wondered if your desire to tidy up your flat depends on how pretty your vacuum cleaner is? Well, if it does then you definitely need to purchase this device. The vacuum is so expensive and sparkly that it even got into the Guinness World Records book. It is decorated with 3,730 Swarovski crystals and costs $20,000. It was born from the cooperation of Electrolux and designer Lukasik's mistletoe. The creators declare that the main characteristics of the device is its ability to hoover up any crystals falling off its sides immediately. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, hey, guys, uh, we know our ideas are as good as they are. How do you know that they're worth putting your life on the line to pursue? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules getting rich quick, to which we judge schemes scheme spy. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's rules are
1: nine secret life hacks of the rich and famous from Inc.com. All right. That's I-N-C, like incorporated. Uh-huh. uh Ready? Life hack number one, focus your attention on what's most important.
0: That's right. On helping women out, on providing NASA I don't think, a, I'd a like, safe beverage. Helping
1: women out sounds like you're doing them a favor. On Flint, Michigan, then. Okay, yeah. On empowering like women. Yeah, empowering that? women. That's a little more like Okay, it. well, that's what I meant. Supporting women. Supporting women. Yeah, I think you need to change your language. Flint, Michigan. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. NASA? Eh. (laughs) Eh. All right. Cappuccinos, lattes. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, Expect perfection, but
0: accept excellence. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe it would be acceptable to get a cappuccino machine, but come on. You want excellence, you're going to get a frickin' Steininator. Uh Uh-huh,
1: that's it. Do we have time for one more? We got time for one quick, quick one. All right, last one, uh, make lots of
0: small bets. Yeah, make lots of small bets. You go to Mars, you have a bet, have a beer, go to Saturn, bet and beer. Keep going to Europa, and you get killed. That's right. There you go. So there it
1: is. Uh, Without a doubt, we're getting rich. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that
0: knowledge in one place.